At 18 years old, my father was telling me the skimpier the better, Krista. He even reached his hand down my shirt and lift my breasts up and said, the more cleavage you show, the more money you're going to make. And before I knew it, I was dancing around tons of men with pasties on and a thong. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the occult, about satanic witchcraft, right here happening in America. Now, listener discretion is advised as some of the things we'll be talking about are intended for mature audiences only. Now, honestly, witchcraft is celebrated in our culture as if it is something that is purely entertainment. But what is the reality of all of this? In our last show, we had Krista Hernandez-Kuhn tell us how when she was younger, she was raised by her father, who posed as a pastor, but really was a high priest of the occult. She described being offered as a bride of Satan and how she was offered to Satan and was to be a servant of men. She told us of the sexual abuse she experienced at the hands of her father and throughout her life. Today, she will share with us how things changed into her adult life that eventually led to sex trafficking. Krista, welcome back to the show. And I wanted to ask you, how did it eventually end with your father? Oh, he abused me up until he passed away. So even once I was out of the industry, which we're going to talk about, I took my father in, I forgave him, and I took him in, and he was in my home with hospice. Ironically, he ended up with tongue cancer that ended up spreading through his body, but up until then, he had a control over me. He could do a hand gesture towards me or say a certain word that would you know, bring forth an altar that he had programmed. And even when he was dead, he had control over me until I got freedom. Hmm. That is crazy. It seems like his negative influence was so deep in your soul. Tell me about how you ended up in the sex industry. I understand your father played a role in that while he was alive. So first of all, how it happened, it started through the mind control. Through mind control, you are programmed to be different things. And most people who are in the commercial sex industry or being sex trafficked have been programmed to be what they call beta kittens. So you are chosen that that is what you are going to be at a very young age, and then you are programmed to be that. So I was being groomed and programmed to be a bride of Satan and a server of man. Mm. So at 18 years old, my father had a hookup at a bar, and he said he could get me a job as a bartender with no experience. And the night that he went to go get me clothes for this job, he was telling me the skimpier the better, Krista. He even reached his hand down my shirt and lift my breasts up and said, the more cleavage you show, the more money you're going to make. Long story short, they had dancers that would come in, and they were short one night. And so they asked me what I fill in, and I did. And before I knew it, I was dancing around tons of men with pasties on and a thong. And in that moment, I felt a false sense of empowerment. 
I felt love and accepted in a very twisted way, but I also felt very disgusted by the way they were looking at me as if I was meat on a bone. I ended up getting pregnant. And so I left that job and ended up going to live with my mom. And after having my daughter, we got a phone call from my siblings that were still living with my father stating that he had been arrested because my siblings finally came forward about the sexual abuse. Mm. So we had to go get them. And my mom was not stable. So first of all, there was a lot of shame because here my father was now a registered sex offender. And I didn't want my daughter to go through what I had been. And I'm feeling like I've brought my child into this jacked up family. So my next thought was I need to provide for her. And so I entered into the strip club. So this is where it all started. But I understand that there was a friendship with a woman that ended up betraying you, that you were brought to a point that was too far and you ended up being sold into human trafficking. Is that right? Yes. And so this was back in 1993. And I entered into the strip club. And shortly after I started working there, there was a girl who befriended me. And she did that by offering me free drugs, which made what I was doing a whole lot easier. And then she told me that she would give me $50 if I would drive her places. And again, this was 1993. So $50 sounded like a great deal not Mm -hmm. to have to be in the back room giving private dances, getting sexually assaulted 100% of the time. And so I started driving her. And over the course of time, I asked her what she was doing. She said modeling lingerie or doing private bachelor parties. The word human trafficking was not spoken of back then. Mm. And over the course of time, she was bringing out tons of money, enticing me. And she finally said, you could make what I make, but you'll have to talk to the boss. Hmm. So it started with the enticement of money. I understand this led to a moment when you were trapped into a situation where you felt like you had no way out. What happened? So I had the phone call with the boss, which was actually a female. And she said to me that they were going to send me to a regular to see if I was capable of making the cut. And this is what I think is very important for people to hear. Trafficking in the United States of America does not look like the movie Taken. Less than 5% of cases look like that in the United States. It's more so done through fraud and coercion and blackmail. So I said, okay. And she used the word capable Okay, so they prey on your vulnerabilities. She already knew I was very broken and all the stuff I had been through. And then you're going to put me up to a challenge and ask me, am I capable? So I showed up to that regular and I'll never forget walking up to that door. And he was this short, fat, bald headed used car salesman in every sense of the word. And he placed two hundred and fifty dollars in my hand. And he told me I was to call the boss and let them know that I was there. And so I instantly knew something was off, but I followed instructions. I called the boss and they told me, if you don't call us in 40 minutes, then we're going to call you out. So they gave you 20 minutes to, I guess, get cleaned up. Mm. And then I was to meet them down the street with their part of the money. And in that moment, when I hung up with them, the guy, the car salesman was making innuendos. And I knew in that moment, he expected a whole lot more of me to make the cut. And so I thought of whatever I could do to please him without having to have intercourse, because I thought, oh, you can do whatever you want to my body as long as you don't take that. Mm -hmm. And that time I was able to get away with it. 
And I remember scrubbing my chest raw in that bathroom. And the boss was right down the street to meet me. And in that moment, they instantly had another place to send me. And I can't tell you why I didn't say no in that moment. Well, I can tell you. I was programmed my whole life not to say no. I didn't have a voice. No wasn't an option. Mm. And the next call they sent me to was at a famous golf resort. And it was five men. And when I walked in, I was being sent from room to room. And you would hear them say, yeah, buddy, have her do this. And that broke me. When I got to the boss that time, I said, I can't do this anymore. And they said, you will do this because we have footage of you in there with those five men. And you're nothing but a dirty whore. And you're never going to get a real job. And so I continued to work for them. I didn't have a gun to my head. But that was the fraud and the blackmail and the coercion that they used. Mm. And they had me on over 10 calls a night for the next three years until I got pregnant with my son. Oh my gosh, that is horrible. The fact that you were cornered into this situation is so wrong. Krista, let's stop there because I think it's so important for our listeners to hear how God did change your life. Though you were at a moment of literally being a slave, God had a different plan. I'm looking forward to having you on our next show. Krista, thanks so much for sharing. You're welcome. Hang on. Let's dive a little deeper about what the Bible says about this right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's so sad to hear about this woman's life. As if it wasn't enough for her to go through so much pain in her youth. But this here is evidence that satanic witchcraft truly opens up the doors for unclean spirits to pour their uncleanliness into people's lives. It may have been something shocking to her, but in the spiritual realm, this was all a big setup. One thing led to another, and now as you're hearing, she's in the hands of human traffickers, using her body up as a prostitute. How can it get this low? This is a true plan that Satan had from her from the beginning. Remember what her father said to her. She was a bride of Satan and a servant of man. But really, it became like being a slave of men, literally. This is the truth about satanic witchcraft and the occult. Demons will always take you further into captivity than you ever wanted to go. I'm sure the father, when he got into the occult, maybe he was just simply looking for supernatural powers. He was looking for somebody to help him get through life better. Maybe he thought he was helping people. But the father's seeking of supernatural power ended up enslaving his own daughter into captivity and by his hands. Maybe you're listening to this and maybe it's too real for you. But we must remember spiritually, all of this makes sense. And why? Well, in ancient scriptures, it is written in 1 Peter 5.8. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, according to the ancient scriptures, the devil's main goal is to see who he can devour, like eat up. The word in Greek for devour originally means to drown or swallow up. It looks like there's an enemy of our souls and the satanic occult with all the rituals and witchcraft is a direct opening to this enemy. And the end game, it's not good. You see, for Krista, she was drowned in all of the lies that she believed about herself and others, and it became a literal cage to her, and it caused her to live like a slave. Imagine what Krista is having to go through during this time. Here, her whole life's meaning was just to please men against her will. How does she get out of all of this? Well, there's only one power, one light that can solve the issues regarding unclean spirits. It's in John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Lord Jesus, I'm sensing right now that there's somebody who feels like they're walking in darkness. Jesus, we are calling out to you for help and saying, Jesus, save us and ask for your light. We ask for this in Jesus' money name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.